Yeah. The, the thing that um, what you never knew what you were going to do. That was another exciting thing about the job. With the medical examiner. Yeah, you went to work and you know, you'd be in some big, beautiful, multi-million dollar home or you'd be crawl in a crawl space somewhere in the tenderloin because some guys in the rafters or you know, had been st stuffed there and died. But you, So you never knew what you, what you were going to do. That was Graham Cowley, a retired San Francisco medical examiner. I'm Jeff. And this is Storied San Francisco. Back in 1999, Graham was one of the subjects of a feature that Peter Hartlaub wrote for the San Francisco Examiner newspaper. You might remember that story from episode four of Storied San Francisco. In this podcast, Graham will share a story of a job he once worked for the medical examiner's office. He'll also talk about the last job he worked before retiring in 2011 and who some of his favorite heroes are. Here's Graham. 1995, never forget it. The guy's dead, rolled up in a carpet and at, um, at the bath station. You know, is it a murder? It's a murder. You know, no, not necessarily. His buddies who live on the street, they've rolled him up and parked him up in, a, in the bath station, you know, in the, down in the bowels of the, of the earth. Mm -hmm. They've made a... They've got some flowers there and a couple of candles burning. Mm. They're doing the, the Egyptian thing, you know. They're putting, mm -hmm. they're doing entombing, them, doing them right. Yeah. And uh, so we were, we had to go down there, and we had to go down there right away because the guys that were getting off at midnight had already had a homicide. Hmm. Um, kid had been beaten up, mm. and uh, so we. They wanted us to go notify the family, which we were going to do at 12.30 at night. We were getting ready. But this call came in, the BART station. So we did that. That lasted till around 3. Wow. You know, because we, we had to c cover our tracks. We got, took photographs and did, you know, covered everything, you know, did, you know, c possible homicide. Mm -hmm. And then, of course, we have to go back to the office and take a shower because we're covered in. We, we don't have the right... We don't have breathing apparatus or anything. We yeah, just, I saw the picture. Know, we just, we've got a pair of rubber gloves. That's it. Yeah, with it. I saw the picture yeah. that that Peter yeah. gave me from the from the examiner. But I was but I was in the tunnel Suits. with the fireman, and he's got all. Yeah, he's got all the the masks and all that. Yeah, and it was 1995. HBO. There was a movie on called. Um, well, it was it was about a, an alien or something. It was with Ben Kingsley and. Uh, Maria Silvino, Species. Species. Oh, yeah. Ooh, HBO. And yeah. I'd watched it, you know. I always remember vividly from 9 to 11, mm -hmm. and he, the little boy at the end, uh, uh, Forrest Whitaker, comes mm. to help the little boy. And as he goes to reach the little boy, who's covered in slime and everything, this tongue comes out. <laughs> you know, the kid's an alien, and wraps it, its tongue around, and, and that's the end of uh, Forrest Whitaker. <laughs> um, so... I, I was in the tunnel. And this I is the train tunnel? Yeah. Oh, okay. I, I turned to the, the fireman. I said, did you see the movie tonight? Species <laughs> on HBO. He said, no, no. He'd seen it. <laughs> oh, wow. He'd, he'd seen it too. But there we were in the, in the, in the bowels of the, because that's, it was in New York or something. Yeah. So I said, yeah, did you see the film tonight? <laughs> freak him out, freak him out. But anyway, we got back to the office, took a shower, cleaned up, got all this, um, um, what, what they call it, uh, 
powder and stuff, which was, what they call it, uh, that everybody's dying from, that's in the boats. What they call it, that stuff they put on the inside the... Not asbestos. Uh, thank you. Okay. We, we make a great team. <laughs> we do. Yeah. We make a great team. Think, think again about retiring Sounds from acting. I could feed you your lines. Asbestos. <laughs> there's a, there's an, it begins with an S. Yeah. No, no. There's an S in it. Asbestos. Yeah. Yeah, there's one S. Or two S's. Get cleaned up. There's, the, it's getting... It's 5 a.m. in the morning. We go knock on the door to tell the guy to ruin this family's life that their son won't be on. And it turns out that I knew the guy. I recognized him. Oh, wow. I recognized him. We, we, we went in. I started telling him that sound, uh, you know, it's, a, it's almost like animalistic that came from him. The pain mm. that he bellowed out which brought the whole house, his brother and sister, his, his mother and his grandmother. They came downstairs and tell the story, tell and tell the story of um, b not telling lies, but being, you know, just not, not telling them everything. Sure. I don't know everything. I don't know what happened anyway. I know, yeah. you know, so I'm, and then, and then watch this family fall apart before your eyes knowing that they're going to be ruined for the rest forever yeah it's never going to go away it's going right. it's going to get better and uh, and as we walked out the sun was coming up and i i was driving the rig and i i turned to my partner and said hey i'm done for the day i i can't drive again made the mistake i put the barrier down i i let my guard mm. down with the family. With the family. Yeah. And that happened so many times. You could be, some guys were good at it. Or, matter of fact, mm -hmm. I'm sorry for you that passed away. I'm sorry about that. Mm -hmm. Well, just call the office tomorrow and mm -hmm. someone will talk to you. Oh, there's my card. And, <laughs> you know, I'm sorry. I'm sorry for your loss. And, uh, but I, it never happened. I, I was, sometimes I could just like, uh, you know, right. I, I was doing that, but, at the same time, my my heart was aching. Yeah. For, um, and and so that was it's, it was hard. But again, you'd you'd go out with your mates, you go for a drink, or you'd go, you know, do stuff. But it it would it would play on you. But I survived, and I said, I, I you can only do that for so long, you know. I always remember um, the um, in in. in uh, San Francisco when I was leaving, you know, it was it was time t for me to go. I could have stayed till I was 62, but I decided to go at 60. And um, so, but the last couple of months of working, the guys were great. You know, I, I basically was the driver. Mm -hmm. You know, I trained some of these guys, and they, right. but they were in charge now. So I was oh. just sailing out, and I was getting overtime because I, you know, I was trying to pay off debts and stuff. So I was sure. working the odd shift, but. I always remember um, uh, it, was it was wet, it was raining, it was the Mission District. There was this kid that died at home. He was a teenager. He had uh, MS, he had multiple sclerosis. Oh, and it was an expected death. And, and this, you could tell this family had given their, their whole life revolved around this child, you know, this young, young kid. And uh, it was just so 
heartbreaking. And of course, I wasn't doing the kiss, so I, I was just sitting back. Mm. Usually, when the second guy on a call, when you when you're on a, a big kiss, you you expect your partner to back you up, look for things, or hey, check this out, check that. Because he usually sees more than the actual investigator, mm -hmm. because he's so caught up in making talking his notes and, and talking yeah. and interviewing people. So, sure. so you're at you you you're looking over his shoulder, you know. Cover and you know, make sure he doesn't miss anything. So, but this was a natural death. We were waiting for the priest to come. Oh wow! Um, and uh, I lost it. It was too much for me. Mm -hmm. It was. Um, was it the was whole family there? Yeah, the family, and it was. It was just so sad yeah. that this child, young man, had never had a life. Yeah. You how know, this how was, old? I'm going to say he was like 13 or 14. Mm. Yeah. You know, it was yeah. just. Yeah, they're working hard. It's, a, it's, it's like a two-bedroom apartment. You know, they've lived there, you know, mom and dad. And they had a, a boy and a girl. They were maybe 18 or 19. Mm -hmm. They were part of the family. And, mm -hmm. you know, they, their lives are affected by it, of course. Oh, and sure. they're all living in a two-, three-roomed apartment. Um, I just was watching all this, and I'm looking at all the the Catholic, the, the cross and the thing and all the... You know, they're obviously a, a strong Catholic family. Mm -hmm. And and I was brought up in the Catholic religion until I was 16. Then I gave it a rest. Oh, but yeah. But I still have, it's still in my bones. You know, you I can't. Know, I know exactly where. You can't I'm, I'm in it. that boat as well. You can't escape oh, yeah. it. Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. Although, I, but anyway, I, I, I was, the, the, anyway, it was too much for me. It was too yeah. much. And so when we, we got back in the van, to drive back to the office, you know, I was, I just let it go, you know, I was fine. And, and the kid I was work, working with, he'd been working there about four or five years, he said, yeah, Cowley, you're done for, you're done. I said, I am, it's, I've, I'm finished. I've, it's time to call it a day. It's, uh, you know, then I, you know, my heart's broken. Sure. I mean, where's all the hospice nurses? that worked in the 80s and 90s in San sure. Francisco that had a tougher job than I did. We mm -hmm. were only dealing with the end result mm -hmm. the and then notify. But these people, these nurses... They uh, were dealing with, were, with the were sicknesses. Got, you know, don't get attached. I mean, okay. You know, you're going to see the guy every day. You get to meet his friends or whoever. And then they, they die. Yeah. And, and then it's on to the next one or they have three or four people. So I always wonder... How how they got how they got on, you know, especially at Ground Zero back eighties, oh, nineties. So I, I w somebody also said, well, "Who's your heroes?" You know, with well, Jack Nicholson and uh, <laughs> and uh, Keith Richards. I mean, <laughs> yeah. uh, they're about the only two. I go, whoa! If I saw them in a restaurant, right? But who my heroes is hospice nurses, hands down. That's it for episode ten of Story San Francisco. Please follow us on Twitter and Instagram at StoriedSF. You can find our Facebook page at Storied San Francisco. Over on the website, we've got some great photos of Graham taken in his apartment by Michelle Kilfeather. The website address is storiedsf.com. You can also email us at storiedsf at gmail.com. Quick story, I was able to track Graham down after someone commented on Peter Hartlove's Twitter about a documentary all about Graham and his work. The movie is called Graham's Tales, and you can find out more info at gramstales.com. Don't forget, 
through the end of this month, Michelle's photo show, Walking to Boozland, is up at the bar of the same name. Music for the podcast is by Otis McDonald, also known as Joe Bigale. Thanks for listening. We'll see you back here next week when we'll hear some stories from musicians LaVey Smith and Chris Siebert. <laughs>